It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Calvary Live. So blessed that you've joined me at this hour. My name is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I get the privilege to be with you for the next hour, and I'm here ready to take your calls, your questions uh, concerning the Bible. Maybe your devotions, Bible reading has brought up some questions that you want some clarity or understanding. I'll do my best to do that. Maybe you got some questions concerning Christian living. I'd love to encourage you to walk with the Lord and to live a life pleasing to Him in the ways of the Lord. Maybe you need prayer, and we certainly want to pray with you today. We want to make that available because the purpose of this show is to bring edification, encouragement, exhortation, and blessing to you and comfort and to be able to pray with you. So give us a call concerning your questions and prayer requests. The number to call, as you heard, is 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines and would love to talk with you about the things of the Lord and encourage you in the Word of God. There's also a text line that you can text in questions. love to hear from you on um, in that manner. Uh, be sure that you're safe when you do text in. And that number for texting only is 720-336-0897. So I want to welcome all of you Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, from Pueblo, Colorado Springs, in southern Colorado, and then in uh, the northern part of Colorado from Castle Rock up into uh, the Front Range, the Denver metro area, Longmont, Boulder, Greeley, into southern Wyoming. And also, we welcome you on the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and uh, Maryland. Uh, welcome to Calvary Live. You too can call it that same number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the Lord and I'll be here ready to take your calls and, and answering your questions. Um, I just want to encourage all of you that uh, as you are listening, and sometimes calling in can be a little bit, uh, you wonder if you should, uh, but uh, I want to encourage you to do that. And then also uh, people ask why the importance of uh, reading God's Word and and pointing to God's Word, which we do here on uh, the show, is I think about the famous psalm of David in Psalm 16 that says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, and my heart also instructs me in the night seasons. And I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved." And then David goes on to say that you will show me the path of life and in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures evermore. And so we want to point you to the counsel of the Lord. We want to point you to the word of God, which is true. And we want to remind you, especially in this time of the year, as we are in spring, we are in a new month, uh, May, and there's going to be busyness and a lot of activity and the days are longer. I just want to encourage you to stay close to the Lord, to remember that He is your rest, and to remember that true fullness of joy comes in His presence, just uh, always being in close fellowship and uh, close uh, intimacy with the Lord. And so make sure that you're doing that. 
in a time of the season where it can get, you know, just a lot of activities and busy. And we want to encourage you in doing that. So give me a call. Lines are open at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, to be on the air, all lines are open at the present. And to remind you again, that text line number is 720-336-0897. You can text in the question. Make sure you're texting in a safe place and love to be able to uh, encourage you in that way. Um, as you are uh, getting ready to call in, and I hope that you are because you make the show. You guys that uh, call in, uh, this is your show. This is your opportunity to ask those questions and to be on the air and to uh, be asking those questions that are on your mind or that have been brought up because probably the question that you ask is the question that other people are, are seeking to ask as well. So we desire for you to give us a call and, uh, and let's um, go to the Word of God together and see what the Lord has to say about those things. Uh, but I do want to remind you that here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, on Wednesday nights, we're in the book of Ecclesiastes. And as I was talking about David uh, being one that reminds us that in your presence is fullness of joy, that Ecclesiastes is, is a book that tells us that fulfillment and satisfaction is not going to be found in those things of the world. And Solomon wrote that book. He was wealthy. He had power. He had prestige. He had prominence. Uh, he had everything that he wanted. But yet he says it's vanity. And anything apart from the Lord over time, it ends up being that. It ends up being empty. ends up to where uh, you feel uh, like it's just all under the sun. There's nothing new. And life is mundane and boring. And I just want to encourage you out there that perhaps are listening, that you think that life is just kind of mundane and boring in your Christian life. That, you know, being a Christian is exciting. And walking in faith and uh, the Lord desires to show himself strong on your behalf and the things that uh, you are doing and a part of and the people that are linked to you in your life uh, to just walk day by day with him. And it's an exciting thing to be a Christian, to be able to share that with others. So I'd love for you to, to give us a call and um, we'd love to talk to you, 303-690-3000 is the number to call and we We'll talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to our text because some text questions have come in. And one has said that I always hear Muhammad referred to as the prophet Muhammad. Did he make any prophecies that turned out to be false? Um, I don't know all the prophecies that Muhammad uh, talked about, uh, but that's what the Muslims refer to him as the prophet Muhammad, as a great prophet. And uh, we also know that uh, they referred to Moses as a prophet, but they also referred to Jesus as a prophet as well. Uh, but the thing about what the Bible talks about going to what the scriptures have to say is that the Bible says there are true prophets and there are false prophets. And we um, are ones that uh, know that uh, that uh, Muhammad uh, is one that is uh, a false prophet and he is one that is called a prophet according to them. But we know that also that uh, as he points to Allah and uh, a prophet that points anyone, as the book of Deuteronomy tells us, away from the Lord, even if he gives prophecies in a predictive sense, uh, even if he's one that says something and it comes true, if it pulls people away 
from the true and the living God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then they are considered a false prophet. So anyway, uh, lines are open. Hopefully the phone lines are working. Love to hear from you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And let's talk about the things of the Lord. I think it's really important, this whole question about prophets that was asked there on the text line, because uh, a lot of people will just uh, accept those that claim to be prophets, whether um, they um, claim to speak for Jesus or for God. And here's the thing to keep in mind. When somebody uh, claims to be a prophet that comes on the scene, that when they give a prophecy, that number one, it has to line up with what the Word of God has to say. And um, that is that as um, we check it out with the Word of God, matter of fact, the Corinthian church was told that when you hear prophecy, that the leadership was to judge that prophecy. So just because somebody says, thus saith the Lord, um, it has to line up, first of all, with the Word of God uh, when it, it is done in a sense that they are proclaiming uh, the words of God. But if they are given a predictive sense, then that prophecy has to come to pass 100%. Not uh, a prophet uh, is not one that was 90% right or 80% right or 50% right, but 100% right because God doesn't make mistakes. So somebody says that uh, they are a prophet and they are speaking in a, you know, um, predictive sense and it doesn't come to pass then understand this. God didn't make the mistake. Um, that prophet is declared to be a false prophet. And I think that's important today because there are those that are ready to accept anybody that speaks of thus saith the Lord. And there is a testing that is done, and that testing is very, very important. And also, as I mentioned, Deuteronomy says, not only do they give a prophecy and it comes to pass, but if they're taking you away from uh, the Lord, then you need to understand uh, that they are a false prophet as well. We do know that there's going to be one that's going to come on the scene in the tribulation period, that he's going to deceive many with lying signs and wonders. So prophet, the qualification isn't if he works wonders or miracles, uh, but if he speaks truth. And uh, there's going to be the world that's going to embrace this one uh, false prophet that is called the Antichrist because he's working signs and wonders. The things that he says, uh, people are going to say, uh, man, he's a genius. He's a great orator according to the world, but he's going to be speaking against the truth of God and he's going to bring the world into delusion. And then actually over time, he's going to proclaim himself as God. So we still have open lines. It's been 11 minutes and love to hear from you. Somebody call and hopefully that the phone lines are working. Otherwise, you get to hear me talk, but call in. Maybe you got some questions concerning the end times, maybe current events that are going on around the world. There's a lot of things that are taking place around the world. Uh, somebody was asking me, I might as well uh, answer this question about North Korea. Is North Korea in the scriptures and prophetic scripture? And as we look at the um, world situation, of course, we hear a lot in the news today uh, about uh, North Korea and the tensions that are taking place and uh, the threat of war that perhaps is going to take place. And uh, North Korea is not directly mentioned in prophecy, but here's the thing to remember that North Korea does ally itself with uh, you know, Iran and 
North Korea, of course, the big threat is uh, nuclear weapons and to be able to deliver a nuclear w- weapon on a ballistic missile that can reach, uh, you know, Hawaii or the mainland of the United States. Uh, maybe having the capability to do that to hit South Korea, Japan, and the threats that come with it. But one of the things is that if North Korea can have a, a good uh, missiles system, ballistic missiles, uh, to where they can deliver a nuclear warhead uh, to a long distance, that you know that places like Iran um, and others may want that technology, and that's where the danger comes in in the Middle East, the danger comes into the world. So we know that North Korea is not directly mentioned. There's a lot of nations that are not mentioned in the scriptures. The United States is not mentioned, and um, and uh, we know that uh, as we look at Scripture, that the United States seems to be um, absent for the most part that that we look at Scripture. Maybe a few uh, references to the United States, so we don't know what's going to happen to our nation. But a lot of nations are not mentioned in the Western Hemisphere, Australia. Uh, so it's interesting to look at. But we need to be in prayer. We need to be praying for our president. And I know that perhaps some of you might be thinking, well, I don't like the president. We're still commanded as Christians, as Paul told Timothy, to be praying for our kings, be praying for our leaders, and for wisdom. And he does need our prayer, and our nation uh, needs prayer right now in this time where there's great upheaval uh, that has taken place all around uh, the world. So let's go to line one. We got a phone call from Linda uh, in Denver. Linda, you. Yep. Hi, Pastor. How are How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Um, I want to first list up all the Calvary pastors and how much um, information we get, and it seems to be all so the same. I love that. That's the, That's the best part of having you guys on the air. Never seems yeah. to change, you know. You all the same, and that's great. Yeah, and you know, um, you know, just keep encouraging people. Tell your friends about Grace FM. I've always said this. I've said it before that I believe that uh, Grace FM is uh, the best thing that's happened on the airwaves in the Front Range of Colorado, and because of good Bible teaching, and yes. you can Amen. listen to it in your car at work. I listen to it, so be sure to uh, pray for us, pray for Calvary Live, pray for all the pastors, and I appreciate that. So do you got a question for me? Yeah, I wanted to ask, and I don't really have any specific um, scripture, but, you know, in the Old Testament, I guess, my guess this is where my question is, you know how when you read in the Old Testament, and you know that a lot of the scriptures repeated, and I always wondered... Mm -hmm. I know that there's different authors, so right. I'm, I'm just curious how that happens. You know, like you'll be reading in Samuel, and you'll be um, several chapters later, you read the exact same thing, and it happens right. again in the New Testament. So I'm just always curious how that yeah. hap- how it, that happens. Yeah, and there's there's a couple different answers to that, but it's important for us to understand why things are repeated. Number one, like, for example, you go into the book of Exodus. He starts receiving the law. Here's Moses. He brings the people of God uh, up to the mountain of God uh, there in the, in the wilderness, and he starts receiving the law of God. That's in the beginning part of the Exodus. Then 
you read in the book of Numbers how they sinned. God said, because of that, this generation is going to die out in the wilderness, and a new generation is going to go into the promised land. So you have the book of Deuteronomy. And the book of Deuteronomy, actually, Deuteronomy means second law. It's not a different law. It's it's the reading of the law, the giving of the law a second time. Because all of a sudden you have this new generation that's going to move into the promised land, and they needed to hear uh, the law being read to them. So the book of Deuteronomy takes place, uh, you know, in a 30-day time span when Moses, at the end of his life, as they're at the border of the promised land, is giving the law again to Deuteronomy. So that's why you have that repeated. But one of the Mm -hmm. things that we see that the Bible repeats itself is because uh, when God repeats himself, it's like he's saying, get this down. This is really important. You need to pay attention. And then also what it does is it confirms that God's word is truth. God's word doesn't change. In other words, there isn't this command that's given in the Old Testament, um, you know, book of of Deuteronomy, and then God comes along and says, well, I I changed that. It's in the book of Hebrews that says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what it does is it shows us that God's word doesn't change because I remember when I was, uh, and this really kind of threw me for a loop, I remember when I was in my uh, 20s that uh, I uh, was going in a science field and there was a science uh, professor of mine that had the um, you know elements table out for yeah. ch- chemistry. And he said, he had one from the 50s, and he compared it to the ones that was recent, and he said it's changed. And he was actually teaching a Sunday school class in his church saying that we need to change the Bible to you know, update with our culture and everything. Well, um, that's, that's the wrong approach. Culture yeah. needs to catch up with the Bible. Yeah, but true. the thing is, that's what I love about the Bible, and Paul comes along and says, listen— don't be cheated in Colossians chapter 2 by philosophy, by traditions of man, by empty deceit, that which is not of Christ, because in Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So the Bible doesn't change, and then Paul comes along, and he's writing to the Philippian believers, and he said, for me to um, you know, write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Peter would say to the believers in his epistle, that I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, so you be established in them. And I know for me that I need to hear over and over again the Word of God and be reminded. So I'll be reading a book, and uh, we know that uh, as it's repeated, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that from the Old yeah, Testament, that's true. or I remember that. So it's important, you know, that God He repeats Himself because we easily forget. It shows that God's Word is not. Uh, changing, that it is constant because the world's philosophy is changing all the time uh, in the traditions of man, but not the Word of God. It is sure, it is um, true, and there's a consistency from Genesis to Revelation of the Word of God, and you have that repeating that is done because I easily forget, and I need to be reminded over and over again. So hopefully that helps. It does. does um, so this, in the Old Testament, they were they were written on scrolls, right? Um, or were they, right. A lot of it was told by mouth, I'm sure, at the very beginning. 
Right. Um, well, yeah. And, you know, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. So all scripture, a good scripture to remember is Paul's letter, second letter to Timothy in chapter 3, verse 16, that all scripture, not most scripture, but all scripture is inspired by God. Right. And it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that uh, we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So all right. of it is inspired. So Moses, how was it that he was able to write about the creation? Well, he was inspired by God. And so all the books of the Old Testament, yeah, written on scrolls, you know, the whole Bible was written on scrolls because uh, in the first century they had scrolls as well. And oh, okay. um yeah, so they didn't have pages like what we do or, or right. journals or books, but it's all inspired. God breathe is what it is. Peter says that, you know, uh, that is as the Holy Spirit moved uh, men to write those things down, um, that we have the, the canon of Scripture. So those guys are just human uh, instruments uh, that are used uh, to write down the things of God. But this is all God breathed. That's what that word uh, inspired means. It's God yeah. breathed. And and here's the thing that uh, I love about the Bible. The more that you study the Bible and you start seeing things that are repeated, it, it's not contradicting itself. That's it's not. True. It's not changing. Um, it's consistent. It's one harmonious message all the way through it. And that's what I love about the Word of God, written over, I, I don't know, 1,500 years uh, by a, over 40 different authors, all different backgrounds, but there's one author that you can see, and that is God. So it's, it's very fascinating to look at that. And then you have the prophetic end of it, that the prophecies, as I said at the beginning of the show, coming true and coming to pass. So hopefully that kind of helps you out a little bit. It in does. That. Yeah. Well, I, I thank yeah. you very much for... Oh, you bet. Thanks for calling in, Linda. And I appreciate it. Th- thank you. God bless. Okay. Keep studying the scriptures. It's so wonderful. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so let's go to line two to Caleb. From Lakewood. Caleb? Hello. How are you, Caleb? Hi. Um, I'm 10 years old, and I'm wondering what abomination means. Well, when we read in the Bible, and thanks for calling in, Caleb. I think it's great uh, when we have kids that call in that are asking these questions. So, Caleb... Uh, good for you, and to be able to call in. Abomination means simply for you to understand that it, it's it's not good in the sight of, of God, that it is wrong, it is sin, and God doesn't like it. So that's what the word abomination means. Um, so when you read that word, it's an abomination uh, to the Lord. It means it's not pleasing to the Lord. Uh, it's not good, you know, that the Lord sees it as being good. It is wrong, um, and it is sin. That's what he is saying. Does that help you out? Yeah, and uh, can I have a quick little prayer? You sure can. What do you need prayer for? My dad uh, got a laser in his eye uh, yesterday, and I just want to, he had surgery, surgery, and I just need prayer for his eye because it's hurting. Okay, let's do that. Father, I pray for Caleb's dad. I pray that you would bring healing to his eye. 
I thank you for Caleb and his question, and, and he's learning the scriptures at a young age. It just reminds me of what was told to Timothy, that, Timothy, you must continue in the scriptures that you've learned from childhood. But, Lord, he also has a love for his dad and concerned about his eye. So I pray that you bring healing to his eye, that you would, um, the surgery, that go well, and that it would heal and that everything would be okay. And just help Caleb know that you're with him with his dad, and that you love them. And I pray that you would just work in an incredible way in bringing that healing to his eye. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh, thank you, Pastor Jeff. You are welcome, Caleb. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. All right. When somebody hangs up, there's a line that is open, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to line two, the Michael in Denver. Michael? Pastor Jeff, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm blessed. God, God, God's still on the throne. He is on the throne. Uh, God is still on the throne. I have a... You got... Go ahead. I have a couple of prayer requests. One is for my brother uh, and, and my sister-in-law. My uh, brother was supposed to have was supposed to have um, a tumor removed from his lungs um, from his lung on the twenty fourth, but they couldn't do the surgery because okay. it grew too big and it's dangerously close to his aorta. So now he's looking at the at the at the at uh, radiation or chemotherapy to as a form of treatment right now, um, and uh, well, with that, I, I want I want to pray for his recovery. I would really like to see God just take that tumor out of him, but you know, right. God does what He does and the way He does. But I, I pray for his for this situation there, and also pray for him and for my sister in law Darlene for for their dar- for their salvation. Um, I'm not going to say that, but I'm pretty sure that they're they're not born again believers. And with my brother having this cancer and my sister in law having issues of her own, um, I just want to pray for their salvation that God would do something to draw them closer to Him, and God sure. send somebody to to help them to right. Message. And Put Michael, the they're out. State. They're they're out of state in New York, right? They're up in upstate New York, yeah. Yeah, because we've been praying for you and praying for him. What's your brother's name again? Bob and Dar Bob and Darlene is yeah. my, is my family up there. And okay. also, I'm praying pray for me. I'm going through some. I've got some health issues and some physical, and it's causing me problems working right now. And I know God is on the throne. I know He's in control, but right. Circumstantially, it seems like my future is looking very bleak right now, and okay. my I'm, I'm I'm being challenged faith wise, and I don't know what to do, but what I'm doing right now, and you know, just keep on keeping on, okay. and okay. I, so I need some prayer too. Yeah, let's pray for that. We're getting ready to go on break, and Father, I do pray. I pray for. Uh, for his brother, for Darlene, his sister-in-law. We just pray for that tumors that's in his brother there in New York. And I just pray that you would bring healing. 
that Lord, if you choose the, the for the radiation and chemo to work, that that would take place. But Lord, we know that you're powerful enough to remove it. So bring that healing, but more than anything, healing in their soul and spirit that you bring salvation, that you would open up their eyes, soften their hearts, that you would draw them to yourself, that they would come to know you through all this. And Lord, I pray for Michael, that he's discouraged right now. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage him, that he would know you love him, that you're with him, that you desire to uh, work in his life, that he would perceive your presence and receive your comfort, for you're the one that comforts us in all of our tribulations. And as he's facing his own difficulties, Lord, I pray that you would work, work in his family, that he can't be there. Bless them in every way, in Jesus' name. Michael, thanks. We're going to be right back. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And please do give us a call at that number, 303-690-3000, as we go to the second half of Calvary Live. We have an open line, and I want to encourage you listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, and you that are listening and the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast. Give us a call and ask your questions about the Bible, about Christian living. Give your prayer requests. Let's talk about the things of the Lord, and let's go to the Word of God together. That text line again to text in a question is 720-336-0897. But let's go to line one to Angie in Denver. Angie? Angie? Yes? You're on Calvary Live. Hi, how are you, Pastor Jeff? I am good. How are you, Angie? I'm doing really good, too. Um, good. I have a question. In Bible study, we're studying First John, but I don't know if I can't seem to find this. I had a, a question that I meant to ask my, our teacher, and I didn't, but maybe you can clarify it for me. When okay. In the New Testament, when it says that someone is sick or ill or diseased, can... And call for the elders of the church to anoint them with oil and pray for them. Does uh-huh. it have to be an elder, or can someone who truly loves the Lord, can they anoint the sick person with oil? Is that acceptable or not? You, you know, um, Angie, the reference that you're looking at is in James chapter 5. Okay. And let me just, let me just read it to you. Um, in verse 14 of chapter 5 of James, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So here the instruction, specific instruction is, is that when somebody's sick, that to call on the elders, the leaders of the church, to anoint with oil. Uh, what is interesting here, because sometimes uh, people say, well, you need to call this person and say we're going to anoint you. Here this is the one that calls on the elders and asks them to anoint with oil. Now, what you're asking, can anybody do that that loves the Lord? And I think that the Lord's going to honor your heart in that. Um, sometimes, you know, specifically what God's Word says is to call on the elders. You know, I've had people say, does it have to be an elder or pastor that prays over me at church? I even had somebody that called a few weeks ago that asked that question. 
Uh, I was told not to pray for somebody, and um, it has to be the pastor or the elders. Well, we're told to pray for one another. And I think that if you have somebody who loves the Lord that you see as actually an elder, even though they may not have the title as an elder, but you see as an elder, I don't think God's going to mind that. Um, God is so merciful and good. So, you know, call on the elders. If you have that church that you trust and have relationship with the elders and uh, they're willing to do that, but, you know, if not, then somebody who's an elder to you. You know, maybe it might be a father in a family who's the priest of that family or the elder of that family uh, to do that. And I don't think the Lord's going to be so upset. Um, you know, we're to pray for one another. We're going to do a baptism on Sunday. And what I do is there are those who say, well, only the pastor can baptize. What I like to do is there's going to be a number of kids that are going to come out and be baptized. They understand what salvation is. They understand what baptism is. And I always encourage the father to come out and help with that baptism where they ask, can I baptize my son? And I am so welcoming of that. It doesn't have to be one who has the title of a pastor that does that. So, um, yeah, the James 5 says, have the elders do it. If you can call on them, they're willing to do it. Um, that's according to scripture. But if you have somebody that you want to anoint you and pray over you, God knows your heart. Well, what I particularly would like to do is my mother, I would like to pray. Well, I pray for her all the time, but I would like yeah. to anoint her with oil. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, and, and some get so into, it has to be done this way here's the thing. We want to do things according to Scripture, but um, I think if you want to um, anoint her with oil and pray over her, and she sees you as um, somebody she trusts and is comfortable with, I think the Lord's going to be honored, you know, and your heart's going to be honored by the Lord, that is. Um, you know, there. it reminds me of a story. Do you know the story of the Old Testament of Naaman, the Syrian general? You remember that he dipped in the Jordan seven times to be cleansed of leprosy? Mm -hmm. And you recall that he wanted to take some dirt back to Syria. And he, he just became a believer. He just came to believe in the God of Israel. And he wants to take some dirt back to Syria because in the, you know, in their, you know, beliefs in Syria and the, the other nations, they believed if you take some dirt with you, you're taking the God of Israel with you. And he says, can I take some dirt back to Elijah, you know, back to Syria? And Elijah says, go in peace. In other words, Elijah was saying, he'll come to understand that, that the God of Israel is not just the God of Israel, he's the God of all the, the world, that you don't have to take dirt with you. But at that point, he just said, go in peace. Now, go in peace. You've come to recognize that the God of Israel is true, and we want to give truth and grow people. But as I just talked to you, I just want to say to you, go in peace. All right? Thank you. I accept that. <laughs> okay. okay. God bless you. God bless can you, we, too. Can we pray for your mom? Oh, I'd love you to pray for her. I'll hold her hand right now, and we'll just... Tell, tell her that the Lord loves her. The Lord 
Yeah. And what's her name? Gloria. Gloria. Father, we lift up Gloria to you. And Lord, as she is anointed with oil by a daughter that loves her very much, we know that you love her. And we pray for your healing upon her. We pray that you would bless her in every way, that right now they would perceive your presence and that you would uh, bring that healing that she needs. You know everything about Gloria. And Lord, that more than anything, draw her to yourself. And Lord, I also pray that you would bless Angie. I thank you for her love for you and her love for her mother. And Lord, just give them a peace that passes understanding and the joy unspeakable as they come to you and call upon you, the great God who cares about us. And as they cast their cares upon you, they would know that you care for them. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You are welcome, Angie. God bless you. I'll be praying for her. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two, the ACN. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. I am actually the sister of um, Caleb that called earlier. Okay. So I think um, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cool brother, you know. Oh, thank so, you. <laughs> so how old are you? I'm 15. All right. You be nice to your brother. All right. <laughs> I am. So what... So what what can we do for you? Well, um, so um, I'm on a softball team this year, and they like to play for themselves a lot. They don't really play as a team, and I'm just asking for prayer for me to have a humble heart. Okay. Is it a high school softball team? Um, it's rec ball summer. Yeah. You see, high school's in the, in the fall, if I remember. Yeah, it is. Good, good. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah. Everything that you do, remember this. Do it as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. You be thankful for the abilities that he gives to you. You be a light to your teammates, okay? Okay. And, and you just go out and enjoy what the Lord has allowed you to do. So, Father, I pray for... ACN, I just pray that you would bless her, her family, Caleb, that called. And as she uh, asking prayer for her softball team, that Lord, just help her to go out and enjoy and and to use her gifts and abilities, not only for the team, but Lord, for you. Because you say in your word that we do all things for you, unto you, as unto the Lord, when we work, as we serve. And Lord, that you would just... Uh, give her humility because you're the one that shows herself strong um, when we humble ourselves. You give grace to the humble. And Lord, that you would do that with her. That Lord, more than anything, she'd be a light to her teammates. And Lord, that she would be used of you to bring your good pleasures um, and the testimony of your reality. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, good. Good luck. When do you got a game? Today? Um, no. I don't know when. I haven't got the schedule right. yet. Okay. Well, you're going to have a fun summer. Enjoy. And, okay. um, all right. And make sure your little brother goes and watches you. I will. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Okay. See, and God bye. bless you guys. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to line three to Julie in Longmont. Yes, Pastor Jeff. Hello. God bless. <clears throat> uh, Michael was on a little bit ago before the break, and <clears throat> I am anticipating a financial blessing tomorrow, and I know he's been be- between a rock and a hard place, and he's concerned about his brother. I want to reach out and help him in any way I can. If he could call back and leave his contact number, and then uh, the station manager will pass it on to me. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and they'll get that information to him if he calls back. So, Michael, um, if you're listening. Yes, I hope he's still listening. Okay. And, Michael, call. (laughs) Okay. And uh, a quick prayer request. Uh, sure. I, I've come down with a cold, and I'm supposed to, to be working with food Thursday, so I need the Lord to take this away from me, please. <laughs> yeah, I will pray for you, Julie, and thank, thank you for you. your kindness. And, uh, Julie, isn't a summer cold just the worst? So, oh, um, yeah. It yeah, is. It's just, yeah. uh, let's pray. Father, I pray for Julie. I thank you for her um, her kindness and what you put on her heart. We just pray that if that's your desire and will to bring it to, to pass, that you would do that uh, for Michael. I thank you for her calling in, and I just pray for your healing upon her. Oh, Touch amen. her. Bless her. She's got work to do in two days on Thursday to prepare food. And uh, so take the cough away, take her cold away, that she would be able to do what she needs to do, what you've called her to do, bring her body to full strength, uh, heal every cell in her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And we just amen. pray for that work in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Have a Thank blessed you, sister. afternoon. Thank you. You too. Okay. Get Bye. better. Yeah, thanks. Bye. All righty. 303-690-3000. Still got time, plenty of show time left. Let's go to line one to Stephanie and Parker. Hi. How you doing, Be Stephanie? Here. I'm doing okay today, but I'm needing a Good. little bit of help. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been having some pretty serious health issues for a couple of months, and I realized over the last about two weeks, one of the problems that I'm fighting is I'm getting very angry. I get angry okay. at myself. I get angry at other people. And it's not usually anything big. Sometimes I, unfortunately, this one drives me nuts. I think get angry at God about it. And... Uh-huh. I'm just wanting to try and refocus and find some verses that when I feel the anger start that I can very quickly go to and pull out and try to focus in on to work through it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Here's I'm going to give you some a, cup, uh, a verse actually from Ephesians. Um, and Paul's writing to the believers, and he says that be angry, do not sin, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place for the devil. I think out of, because you're not feeling well, out of that frustration that you get angry. And there are times where we can feel that anger. But Paul says that don't sin and don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the, to the devil. We know that he says that we are to put on the new man, um, that he writes this not only in Ephesians, but uh, Colossians, 
that we're to put away, verse 31 of Ephesians chapter 4, after he says, don't sin, um, concerning anger, he says that you're to put off wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, put away from you, from all malice. Anger is something that can really get us into trouble because we get angry for whatever reason it may be. But what we are to do is that anger to put off and ask the Lord for help. And when you start barking at other people, start barking at you know uh, the situation, and you start even getting angry at God, is to ask God for help. He's the one that will do that. And he's the one that can help us with our anger. And here's the thing. If we continue in anger, um, and this may not be the case at all with you, but maybe somebody who's listening who's angry, angry not because of health issues, but you're angry about a situation or you're angry at a person, or maybe that um, you're, you're bitter, maybe you're unforgiving, is that you need to give it to the Lord and give it to him over and over, bit by bit, day by day. Because if you don't, the enemy will take it, and he'll uh, blow the doors wide open on, you know, um, just really discouraging you, and you end up saying things, doing things that perhaps uh, do not promote the righteousness of God. So don't give place to the devil. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I pray for Stephanie that as she has health issues, first of all, that she would know that you love her and that um, she would trust in you and she would look to you. She doesn't have to be angry. She may be frustrated, but you would turn that frustration into trust, into rest. And Lord, she put that anger aside and Lord, help her not to get angry at others, to get angry at herself, but Lord, to look to you and your love and your comfort because you're the one that will bring it. And Lord, I pray that you bring healing to her. Heal her body. Help her to feel better. And when she feels frustrated, she wouldn't sin, but she'd give it to you. Not give place for the devil to come in and exploit it and um, begin to mess with her mind and it ends up growing. But to put it off, uh, and Lord, I pray for your blessing upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Stephanie. Trust him, okay? Uh, every day. Thank you. Every day. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Let's go to. God bless you, Stephanie. We'll be praying that you're feeling better. Let's go to line two to Jose in Colorado Springs. Yeah, hi. How are you, Jose? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Good. Good, good. So I just had a, a quick question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I Somebody um, in one of my men's groups uh, mentioned something that uh, I didn't really find any scriptural basis for, but he was saying that there is a difference between kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. Um, right. And... Uh, what we're doing on earth and kingdom of heaven being the place that we go to when we die. And I, I strongly disagree just because, uh, kingdom of God, I believe it is, is, is used, uh, only 32 times and it's all by Matthew. And the rest of the time in the same like parables or same instances when Jesus is speaking, it's always kingdom of heaven. So, right. Um, right. Hey, Jose, you're break, you're breaking up a little bit. So, 
are are you thinking that the kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God is synonymous? Yes. Yeah, and you know, it's there are those that um, say the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, um, is different. You know, um, when he sent out the twelve, he said, "Preach that the kingdom of God is at hand, um, that the kingdom of God is near." Um, matter of fact, in Luke's gospel. As we're going to be uh, moving into chapter 17, we have, um, there are the Pharisees going, you know, uh, show us the kingdom of God. Where is it? Uh, so Jesus comes along, like you said, in the, in the parables and said the kingdom of heaven is like this. Um, and he gives, you know, the story that goes alongside a spiritual truth. And um, I think there's the semantics if you want to make it different, but the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is you know, among you because the king is there and uh, the kingdom of heaven is where we're all going to go. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, uh, you know, it's all connected together. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, kind of semantics on that, uh, different wo- wording, but really to be honest with you, I'd have to look at that more closely and uh, I may not be given a satisfactory answer until I do kind of look at it more closely. But, you know, the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is at hand. The king is among you. And what the Pharisees were saying, we want to see the kingdom of God be established. So when we talk about the kingdom of God being established here on this earth, the kingdom of God will be established for a thousand years, of course, in the millennium reign. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Um, you know, it's pretty synonymous with me and um there there may be some differences in there that i need to look up but i think you're on the right track okay that answers so, okay okay like i said i'll have to look at that more closely i probably did it one time but you know yeah i've been i've been uh really digging in since then it was last thursday and yeah um, I, I guess maybe it just kind of that flagged me because so what he are you finding? A, a rather popular uh, health and wealth evangelist. Yeah. So I, I kind of always. Oh, uh, I see. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I get it, and and they'll use, yeah, they'll kind of manipulate those terms around and stuff. So, um, but you know, I've heard some teachings. The kingdom of God is more of this reference to kingdom of heaven, but you know, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of Heaven does include the Kingdom of God, so, um, but there may be some um, meaning there that may be different. But if you're hearing it from a prosperity teacher, there's probably some manipulation that's going on there. So, right. Well, if you do dig in, uh, examine that. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. Be great. I believe it's yeah. seven thirty-two, but that's okay. That was the, All right. The that was Did you say Matthew? Matthew eleven eleven. Okay. All right. I will do that. Okay. All right. Same thing, thought. God bless you. Yeah. Matthew eleven eleven. by the way, surely I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So he who, um, you know, is least in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, um, one who is humble before the Lord. It, it's a whole study for 
um, a different time. But let's go to good question, Jose. I'll look at that again. And um, but he's talking about John the Baptist, who did no miracles. Um, spoke of Jesus. That's how we can be great in the kingdom of God, is to speak of Jesus, point to Jesus, say, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And I think that's the main thrust of what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 11. But we've got a little bit of time left. Let's go to Carlos in line three to Longmont. Carlos? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can we pray for you, or you got any questions for us? Yeah, definitely asking for um, prayer. Um, I feel right now in my life that um, um, I kind of feel lost. Um, I definitely need some guidance, um, some some wisdom as far as what God wants for me in my life. Um, kind of like a laundry list of different things in different areas of my life where I just don't know what to do, don't know what to think, and um, don't know how to proceed. So it's just um, a lot of kind of confusion and frustration and just kind of dealing with everything at once where, um, you know, kind of need need that peace and that, that clarity to kind of focus in on where I should go. And I uh, was wondering if um, you guys and the listeners could pray for me and then yeah. also if um, there's any scripture that I should lean towards um, during this time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer you to Isaiah chapter 30. In Isaiah chapter 30, the children of Israel were wondering what to do. The Assyrians were threatening them. They were looking for wisdom. They were looking for guidance. But the problem was they were looking to Egypt. They were looking for Egypt, and Egypt being a picture of the world. So the Lord comes to them, and he says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me and who devise plans but not of my spirit. So what he's doing is he's saying, listen, you need to come to me for counsel. That you're going to the world, you're going to the Egyptians. He goes on and explains that Egypt isn't going to help you. It's all futile. It's all going to fall apart. The fast Arabian horses are not going to help you. It is me that's going to help you. And he goes on and he says in that chapter, as you read it, that in verse 15, in returning and rest, you'll, she'll be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And he goes on in verse 18 and says, therefore the Lord will wait, um, that he may be gracious to you and blessed are those who wait on him. And then he says in verse 21, that your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand. Um, Whenever you go to the Lord, and as you go to him, he's going to honor that as you go to him for counsel. And as you wait on him, he promises, Carlos, that he's going to be that voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the right, go to the left. Okay. So I, and the, I best, went in, the, best, the best means for going to the Lord, is that just through prayer? Is that through, Yeah, go to prayer. Um, this is... This is what I want to encourage you to do. Maybe as you're seeking guidance and all that, you've heard from this person. You've heard from Pastor Jeff on Calvary Live. You've heard from others, you know. But this is what you do. The weather's nice now. Take your Bible. Take a pen. Take a journal. Go for a walk. Get away with the Lord. 
and say, Lord, I need to hear from you. And you be in the word and you keep giving it to him and you keep going to him for counsel because he's the wonderful counselor. And as you do, over time, he's going to speak to you. He's going to be that voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the right or go to the left. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want to work through you. And here's the thing, Carlos. It isn't that all of a sudden you're there and he says, okay, here's the six-month plan, and here's the one-year plan, and here's where I want you to be in five years. What he's doing is saying, I want you to trust me day by day, okay? I want you to keep coming back to me, seeking counsel, seeking my word, and he's going to speak to you in that still small voice. He's going to give you a peace, Colossians chapter 3, that rules in your heart, and that word rule means a baseball umpire. He's going to make the call, and he's going to give you a peace, and he's going to tell you, go to the right, go to the left. He's going to prompt you. He promises to do that, but it's a day at a time. And he keeps saying, come back, let's talk more about it tomorrow. And he's going to get you in the right direction and steer you. And that's what's so exciting about being a Christian, is that he just directs you day by day, moment by moment, as we go to him, direct him. And yeah, you know, he, he's going to direct us. I want you to do this, you know, in, in this time ahead. I want you to go in that direction but it is just uh, trusting in him and listening to him. All right, Carlos. So, Father, I pray for Carlos. I pray that you would guide him, direct him in everything as he goes to you and gets away. Be that voice behind him saying, this is the way walk in it, in Jesus' name. Hey, Carlos, call me, tell me how it's going. All right? Yeah, will do. Okay, God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.